Hello everyone and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hello everybody and welcome back. Today I'm doing some kind of a college football preview podcast. Um, I'm going to go through three little categories here. Um, the ESPN Football Power Index FPI ranking of each team. The um, coaches poll done this past week. I believe I got the notification for it Tuesday, yesterday. I'm recording this Wednesday, sorry. Um, and the 2022 recruiting class. And I'm going to put those together and tell you my predictions to win each conference and the national championship. So let's get into it, baby. Um, so my first column that I'm going to go through is the FPI rank, and that's how I put these 25 teams in order. I haven't done a million extra columns because this format doesn't allow me to. So basically what I've done is gone through the top 25 and FPI rankings off of ESPN and then gone through and done the coaches poll. If they're not ranked in the FPI, then I just said they're unranked. In the 2022 recruiting class, I did the top 25 teams because there was 100. I only have 25 FPI rated teams. So top 25 FPI rankings. Alabama Crimson Tide ranked number one. Ohio State Buckeyes ranked second. Georgia Bulldogs third. Clemson fourth. The University of Notre Dame Fighting Irish rounding out the top five. Michigan sixth. Texas seventh. Oklahoma eighth. Miami ninth. LSU tenth. Auburn, shockingly, eleventh. Texas A&M twelfth. Utah thirteenth. Oklahoma State 14th, Michigan State 15th, Penn State 16th, Ole Miss 17th, Kentucky 18th, North Carolina 19th, Pittsburgh 20th, Wisconsin 21st, followed by Baylor, Oregon, Mississippi State, and Tennessee. My gripe with this list that I just can't ignore is that once you get past the top six, a lot of these teams are grouped together in the same conference. For example, 7 and 8, Texas, Oklahoma. There's no way after Texas's season last year that they're close to each other. You know what I'm talking about if you watched them play last season, either of them. Then you go further down the list and you have Auburn 11 and Texas A&M 12th. Auburn, oh, mind you, LSU is also number 10. LSU, Auburn, and Texas A&M, three right in a row. Mind you, Auburn lost the only good piece to that team, Bo Nix, the quarterback, to Oregon in the transfer portal. And so messed up. That Auburn being ranked on the FBI is absolutely atrocious to me. Um, but again, another example where it's the same teams. Michigan State, Penn State, 15-16. Ole Miss and Kentucky, 17-18. and 18. North Carolina, ACC teams, 19-20 and 20 with Pittsburgh. And then, very bottom of the list, 24th and 25th, Mississippi State and Tennessee. Tell me how on earth that works because I don't think some of those teams aren't even ranked in either like Pittsburgh is not ranked in the top 25 in coaches poll or 2022 recruiting class. So is Mississippi state and their last seasons weren't that great. Like Mississippi state's uh, first overall draft pick Charles cross was on the offensive line. And that was the only one you heard about all through the draft season. Auburn, I told you at 11 is a joke because Bo Nix is gone. And that was the only highlight of that team the last few years. Um, yeah, North Carolina, Sam Howell, gone. What else is on that team? 
Uh, Pittsburgh lost Kenny Pickett and Jordan Addison, the two star players from last season. Gone. Ranked 20th. Makes perfect sense. I just don't understand. Oh, man. Tennessee, I kind of get at 25. They were good. I went and saw a game with them in uh, Knoxville, playing South Carolina, where they blew South Carolina out of the water for the first three quarters and then let them back into it in the fourth. It didn't look as dominant as it really was. I kind of get them being at 25. Josh Heupel is rebuilding that school very well. Michigan State, I'm kind of confused at 15 as well. They lost their offensive monster, Kenneth Walker, to the NFL. But I probably should tell you FPI from ESPN is measured by the average number of points that a team would be an average team on a neutral field. The four major inputs in college football are the last four seasons with the emphasis on last season, the number of returning starters on offense and defense, a binary input of the returning coach, and the strength of the team's recruiting class and transfers. That's kind of why I did coaches pull and recruits in my other two sections, but none of those criteria to me match up with Auburn is they went like 8-4 and four last season with their good quarterback. Um, Pittsburgh, it took Jordan Addison and Kenny Pickett to get them to have a good season, and they're both gone. Um, <laughs> a lot of these teams, it's not looking very good for me. Like Tennessee kept their quarterback and only really lost one starting receiver in Velas Jones Jr. Most of that offense is staying intact, and that was the strength of the team. They deserve to me to be in the top 25. They they played Georgia the closest of any team. They were actually leading 17 to 10 or 17 to 14 against Georgia at one point in the second quarter of the game when Georgia went on to win the national title. If most of that team is returning to Tennessee, they're going to be pretty decent. You know what I mean? Anyways, my grape with the FPI aside, coaches pull. We have Alabama number one. Ohio State number two, Georgia number three, Clemson number four, Notre Dame number five, and Michigan number six. All of those in the exact same order as FPI. Um, then we get crazy. Texas A&M ranked seventh when they're 12th in FPI. Utah ranked eighth when they're 13th in FBI. Number nine is Oklahoma ranked eight FBI. Number 10 is Baylor ranked 22 FBI. 11th is Oklahoma State ranked 14th in FPI. 12th, we got Oregon ranked 23rd in FPI. I don't have the number 13 team in the coaches pool on here as ranked. 14th is Michigan State, who's 15th in the FPI. Again, don't have the 15th ranked team. Don't have the 16th ranked team. 17th is Miami, ranked 9th in FPI. 18th, Texas, ranked 7th in in the FPI. Don't have 19th. 20th is Wisconsin, ranked 21st in FPI. So that seems consistent. 21st is Kentucky, who's 18th in the FBI, another decent one. Don't have number 22, don't have number 23, number 24 is Ole Miss, ranked 17th FBI. The unranked teams in this coaches poll, LSU, who is 10th FBI, Auburn, 11th FBI, Penn State, 16th FBI, North Carolina, 19th FBI, Pittsburgh, unranked, 20th in the FPI, Mississippi State and Tennessee, 24th and 25th, unranked in the FPI. So as you can see, a lot of my gripes immediately turned out. Um, LSU was decent last season, but they brought in Brian Kelly, who's a recruiting guru. I think that bumped him up a lot in FPI. Auburn, I don't understand at all. I think they shouldn't be ranked at all. Um, Penn State, decent at times last season i know at the beginning of the year through their first six or seven or eight games before they lost to illinois it was talked about them possibly challenging for a playoff spot out of the big 10 then it all fell apart in the second half of the season 
Um, next team that went unranked in the coaches poll is North Carolina from 19th in the FPI. Like I said, I don't got much faith in this team. I don't know where the talent's at, but FPI's got them. Pittsburgh lost their two main weapons, unranked in the coaches poll, agreed again. Mississippi State didn't do much and kept most of the same pieces, only, like I said, losing Charles Cross to the draft, unranked in the coaches poll. Tennessee, I they were one of the first few teams with the most votes not ranked in the top 25. Again, I think that's about where they should be with what they did last year, recruiting class coming in this year, and the consistency that the coaching staff and offense are going to have. That seems to me about where Tennessee deserves to be. Now we're going to go to the 2022 recruiting classes and kind of put all of these numbers together. The number one ranked 2022 recruiting class is for the Texas A&M Aggies who are ranked 12th FPI, 7th in the coaches' poll. Texas A&M should have a decent season. They were decent last year. I mean, they beat Alabama, but I think they ended up being 9-3 and or 10-2 and in the regular season. So if they kept most of their pieces, which I couldn't say off the top of my head because I'm not an Aggies fan, but if they kept most of their pieces, they should still be competitive, if not more competitive this season. Um, good recruiting class doesn't mean they're all going to play right away. A lot of the recruits are going to be developing in their freshman seasons now that most of the first teamers are going to have a full season in their books with production numbers to look at number two 2022 recruiting class was alabama first in fpi and coaches poll i think that's a dangerous proposition if the team is already that good and they're bringing in the second best class of recruits to fill in the holes that were lost um i kind of mentioned it later in this but Alabama's real losses were wide receiver and offensive line which is an area that coach Saban often finds a way to retool and replenish season in and season out I mean they went from Devontae Smith to Jamison Williams or if you want to say that Jamison Williams was already there then um yeah Slade Bolden was another good one um I apologize my dog just laid down inside at me so I'm blanking on the other one, but I know there were more good at Alabama wide receivers this season. Oh, John Mechie went to the went to the NFL draft as well. So, I mean, you went from Devontae Smith to those two. So, they're pretty good at replenishing that. Evan Neal left for the draft, and I know another couple offensive linemen from Alabama left. Uh, but, yeah, that's another, like I said, part where Coach Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide tend to retool very well. Um, Georgia, threes across the board. Third in FPI, third in coaches pull, third in recruiting class. I'll get to them a little bit later as well, but I don't think that team's going to be as strong as last season. Fourth overall, recruiting class, Ohio State Buckeyes. Dangerous team in the Big Ten, probably going to win that far and away, unless Michigan has anything to say about it, but I don't think so. Fifth recruiting class, Texas Longhorns. I mean, they got Arch Manning coming in in 2023, but they got to wait a year for that. The team is already decent. Most of that team is staying. Quinn Ewers, 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 however you say his name, and Bijan Robinson both returning on the offense. Um, team tended to choke randomly throughout the season last year, so hopefully they just have stability this season. Sixth recruiting class, Penn State. Uh, seventh, we got Notre Dame. Fifth, fifth, and seventh for Notre Dame. They could be a dangerous team. I know they play USC sometime throughout this season so that'll be an interesting game as a measuring stick for both of them really knowing how Notre Dame was last season and how USC hasn't been for years 
I just noticed USC's not on this list at all. That's pretty dang impressive that no one thought about them. Again, onto that later. Eighth recruiting class, Michigan, who went six, six, and eight across the board. Ninth recruiting class, Oklahoma, went eighth. FPI, ninth coaching poll, ninth recruiting class. Tenth overall recruiting class, North Carolina, who went 19th FPI unranked coaches. Uh, don't have 11th. Don't have 12th. 13th recruiting class, LSU, Brian Kelly being a recruiting guru, bringing in some good recruits. Probably had a couple leave from Notre Dame that wanted to play specifically for Coach Kelly. But, alas, LSU is going to be strong. Again, with another decent class, Clemson ranked 14th, which is shocking to see them fall so fast. You're used to Clemson being top five recruiting every single season. Dabo Swinney knowing what he's doing there. Brent Venables leaving on the defensive side of the ball might have had something to do with that. But I haven't looked that deep into it, baby. Anyways, that team will still be good. 10-3 and three last season looked like a disappointment, so let that sink in for a second. 10-3 and three was a disappointment for this team. But... 14th ranked recruiting class new blood in the team we'll see how it gets on kentucky with the 15th ranked recruiting class kentucky's kind of a team you overlook at least i do in the sec after being mediocre or bad for so long but now they're getting some decent recruits building up they went nine and three i believe last season and they're only going to get better with recruiting classes ranked in the top 25 16th ranked recruiting class michigan state they went 14th coaches poll 15th fbi 16th recruiting they have to make up for Kenneth Walker big time. That was the biggest part of their offense. If they can make up for his production, whether it be passing, rushing, or just a better defense, it's going to take a lot, but that'll be what it needs to continue on the trajectory of last season's team. Don't have 17th. 18th is Auburn. Unless they got a stellar quarterback coming in in this class, they're going to be missing Bo Nix a lot. If you think of any big moments in Auburn offense in the last three years. Bo Nix is attached to him. He was the heart and soul of that team for so long. I still remember one of his first game-winning plays. Couldn't tell you what game it is off the top of my head, but one of his first game-winning plays, he was saying how he was raised up to be an Auburn Tiger and how it meant so much to him. Now he's left for Oregon, so it'll be interesting to see how the if or how the dynamic changes at Auburn now that he's gone. 19th ranked recruiting class, Miami, Florida. They went 9th FPI, 17th coaches bowl, 19th recruits. Mario Cristobal leaving Oregon should be decent to help them out. If Mario Cristobal can nail the Florida recruiting system, the Miami Hurricanes, Canes, the U, whatever you like to call them, will be a threat to national titles in very near future. Um, that team, when it was in its heyday in the 80s, 90s, that era, could win just about any game you put them in. So if you can get them back to that level, it's going to be great to see the U back on top. Don't have P20. Um, doesn't look like I have P21. So 22nd recruiting class, Tennessee. If they can add talent to the offense that is already good enough to score some points on the Georgia defense last season and a defense that is good enough to hold up most of the other SEC teams, they're going to have a decent time this season again. 23rd also in the SEC Ole Miss, 17th FBI, 24th coaches, and 23rd in recruiting class. They lost Matt Corral at quarterback, and hopefully Lane Kiffin has someone lined up to take the place and make up the production. Matt Corral was great at quarterback for Ole Miss. I would have picked him to be a Heisman finalist over Aiden Hutchinson because Matt Corral affected every single play for Ole Miss. 
But it was probably because he wasn't as consistent as he needed to be. That's why he probably didn't get the nod. We don't have 24th and 25th in terms of 2022 recruiting classes on our list. Unranked recruiting classes. We had Utah, Oklahoma State, Pittsburgh, Wisconsin, Baylor, Oregon, and Mississippi State. A lot of those teams don't usually have strong recruiting classes, but make the best of what they got. Wisconsin never typically gets the best recruits and always is at the top of the heap in the Big Ten. So I'm not going to worry too much about them. Teams like that, teams that worry me when they don't get good recruiting classes are teams like Pittsburgh, (laughs) as I've already mentioned. Or, uh, you know, Utah is going to be fine. Oklahoma State will find a way to be good on defense, slow teams down, make up for it. Uh, Oregon, they either have a really solid or a really dull, excuse me, recruiting classes. And this is another year it's dull. They should be fine regardless. Now that I've gone through those rankings, I'm going to give you my predictions to win some of the major conferences this year. Starting in the American Athletic Conference, I'm taking Houston. They get to avoid the two probable best teams in the conference in UCF and Cincinnati in the regular season, meaning that their week one matchup against uh, University of Texas San Antonio the Roadrunners UTSA may be their toughest matchup all season until they get to a conference championship game so I'm taking the Cougars Dana Holgerson gonna do his thing I think that team remained pretty well intact and should be strong as ever next season ACC I'm picking Shocker Clemson they're seen as massive disappointment last season like I mentioned earlier in case you forgot they only went 10-3 and three. They have a loaded defense between five-star recruits and returning players, and they're expected to be among the best on that side of the football this season. The only two teams of worry are NC State, who hasn't won at Clemson in the last eight attempts, and Wake Forest, whose quarterback just announced that he will be out of football indefinitely with a non-football health problem. I think Clemson's going to storm to the ACC championship unless Miami or Pittsburgh can roar unexpectedly to life and take over the conference right in front of them. Big Ten, I'm taking Ohio State. The winner of the Big Ten is going to come out of the East Division, one of Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. Ohio State, to me, being the most well-rounded team is my pick here. Unless Iowa or Wisconsin in the West can get some offense going to go with the defensive strengths that they always have, Ohio State should cruise to the conference title. Plain and simple. Big 12, I'm taking Oklahoma. This was the first one that I didn't look right at the team that I was going to pick right off the bat. Texas was another good pick to me, but after last season's struggles, I have no trust in the Longhorns right now. Uh, Baylor and Oklahoma State have a lot of production to reload on the defense. Baylor in the secondary, Oklahoma State, well, everywhere, including the staff. Um, And Kansas State is the only other team being talked about as a possible spoiler or Cinderella story. But Adrian Martinez is your quarterback, and look what he did at Nebraska. Nothing. That's all I'm saying. Um, Oklahoma brought in Clemson's defensive coordinator from last season, Brent Venables, to be the head coach in a conference not exactly known for defense. So if the Sooners can play it, they're going to be dangerous. And by if you don't know what I mean when I say not known for defense, look at how many points that Oklahoma regularly scored on the other teams they played in conference play for the Lincoln-Riley era. I mean, Lincoln-Riley breeded Heisman quarterbacks because people like Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray could throw for over 300 yards a game. Tell me where the defense is at if those two are throwing 300 yards a game. I'll wait. 
the Pac-12, I'm taking Utah. Before I start with the Utes, though, I want to say I am fully aboard the USC hype train with Lincoln Riley. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about why later, but I am fully on the USC hype train. Anyways, the Utah Utes have a stellar defense to go with a solid offense. The majority of the defense was rotated around a dozen freshmen last season, and seeing how good that defense was last year and how little left of the like little of the team left on the offensive side, Utah's probably not going anywhere soon. So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna say give me the Utes. You know, I'll take them to win the Pac-12. The SEC, I'm taking the Crimson Tide, baby. Nick Saban gave a warning shot to college football last week, calling last season a rebuilding year. But quotes on that, that's a scary, scary idea. If he's serious, he had the Heisman Trophy winner, won 13 games, and made it to the national title. Won their conference and everything. Um, So yeah, if he's serious, he has the Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback, returning, and one of the best defensive players in college football, and will... Excuse me, Will Anderson, returning with a rebuilt quote-unquote team next season. That's a scary, scary idea. I'm rolling with the tide here mainly due to the fact that the historic Georgia defense lost the key pieces to the NFL draft. See Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean just for starters. Those two names were in on almost every defensive play that stopped a good offense for Georgia last season. Both of them surprisingly going to the Philadelphia Eagles in the draft. So they might be decent next year, but apart from that, we're talking NCAA football right now. Doesn't matter. Georgia's losing some defensive pieces. I like Alabama to win the SEC. Predictions to win the College Football National Championship. I'm going to give you the top 10 betting odds from FanDuel Sportsbook and then my predictions and value bets. Number one on the odds list is Alabama at plus 180, Ohio State coming in second at plus 300, Georgia at plus 350, the third best team, Clemson fourth best at plus 800, and the rest of the teams fall off a cliff after that. USC, the fifth best odds at plus 2,000. Then we have sixth, Texas A&M at 2,500, a tie here at plus 5,000 with Oklahoma and Michigan, Notre Dame at plus 6,000. Utah and Texas tied at plus 8,000, and then Tennessee, Miami, Florida, Oklahoma State, LSU, Wisconsin, and Penn State tied at plus 10,000 are your top 10 odds bets at FanDuel. I'm taking Alabama. I don't do value bets here. I do what I think is going to win. The main losses for Alabama, like I said earlier, were offensive line and wide receivers, two of the position position two of the position groups where Nick Saban and co often find a way to retool every single season from its losses Will Anderson on defense and Bryce Young on offense are too good of leaders and too much for me not to like here um so having two great leaders on a historically great team Alabama going back to the early days of college football being dominant that's going to be my pick to go all the way this year if you want to do some value bets which I'm not a great fan of but these are my picks kind of further down. Both are in the Pac-12. I start with USC at plus 2,000. I've been a UFC, UFC, USC fan since I was a little kid. The first college football game I ever watched was USC versus UCLA with Pete Carroll coaching Matt Liner and Reggie Bush. Uh, the first ever game that I lost a bet to my cousin, hi Tyler if you're listening, um, was USC versus Texas National Championship game. One of the greatest college football games of all time. 
Lincoln Riley has the recruiting prowess in a pipeline state to get the best out of a UFC, USC program and started with bringing in Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison, instantly shooting the team's stock up. Caleb Williams, his ideal quarterback at Oklahoma before he left, even started over Spencer Rattler, who is a preseason Heisman Trophy frontrunner at Oklahoma, replaced him with Caleb Williams, brings him to USC, and Jordan Addison, who won the Bolitnikoff at Pitt for being the best receiver in the country. Stock shoots up when you do stuff like that, my babies. I take this as value only if you believe Lincoln Riley can turn the program around in one offseason. I don't know if he can do that drastic of a job. I think they could win 10 games or they could choke and only win 8. Something like that for USC is what I'm realistically predicting, but if you like value and going risky, that's a good bet to me. My other one, Utah plus 8,000. If Utah's defense carried them to a Pac-12 title last season with freshmen rotating the snaps, look out this season. If that team kicks off where it stopped last season and can win games convincingly without a loss, I don't see how they can get denied a shot in the playoff. And once you're in the playoff, anything can happen. They beat Oregon twice in their last three games last season. Not hardly at all challenging. Um, so if they can do that kind of stuff again this season, all season, and convincingly beat everyone that they play in the Pac-12 and win the Pac-12 title game, it's going to be hard to deny Utah a spot in the playoff. And like I said, once you get there, anything can happen. You know, I mean, Cincinnati played Alabama close for three quarters of the game last year. If it's Utah, they're probably keeping it close all game. So I'm just saying, if they play good all season, they're convincing. I might throw a few bucks on throughout the season if they start playing consistently well. But those are my two value picks, Alabama being my main pick. Um, I don't have anything else here, so I'm going to let you guys get going. Um, I don't know if I'll do weekly previews on this. I know I'll do weekly ones for the NFL. I'll probably kind of just go through the rankings every week once they start coming out for college football. So until then, I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.